Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for this opportunity for blessing us, Father, with your presence. <clears throat> We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life that we are alive this day. This is the day that you have made. You have loaded it with your plans. And all your resources back the success of those plans. And you place us in that day, Father. You are ever willing to release your mercy on us and pour out your grace out of your infinite, unchangeable love. We thank you, Father, that you have loved us with that everlasting love that you even gave Jesus to be sacrificed for our sake. So much is your love for us. You didn't think twice. We thank you, Lord, that you call each of us by name to be here with you, that you can pour out your peace and your joy into our hearts so that in our place of prayer, we are able to leave all our cares, our worries, our concerns outside this prayer room. And join you in our secret place in the spirit. To be one with you in spirit. And then make known to you all our cares and our concerns. And when you are paying attention to them, Lord, we believe that we have already received. For anyone that calls on your name cannot go back from this place in shame. This is our faith, Lord. And we thank you for your mercy, for your love, for who you are. That by nature as well, you are unchangeable. Heaven and earth shall pass, but what you have said, your word, will not pass until it is fulfilled. With that confidence, Father, we share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family, with all those that are beneficiaries of all prayer requests made on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians who do not know you yet personally and with all those that do not want to know you. That their hearts be quickened and their steps be turned towards you. Thank you, Father. And so we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the God who always honors faith, the great I am. The one who is our strengthener, our shield. The Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, the one who brought us redemption. The word himself, our daily bread, manna poured straight down from heaven. In him was light. And you bring that light to us so that our people that are living in darkness shall see it. There is freedom for where your truth is made known, Father, where the spirit of your truth walks, there is liberty and there is life. We pray in the name of that spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that created the earth, the spirit of the living God, the one whom you gave to be with us, to make his tabernacle within us, so that we become walking and moving temples of the Holy Spirit. Your very presence with us, Father. 
that we shall no longer be vulnerable, we shall no longer be weak, we shall no longer be susceptible to all kinds of attacks. But through him, through our teacher, our advocate, our guide, our friend, we are strengthened, we are renewed, we are convicted, and we are raised out of that sinfulness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. You have blessed us with everything that we need in our life. Family around us, you have given us a community to be part of, to raise us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with food on our table, work on our, work on our hands, a roof over our head. We thank you, Father, that you give us every opportunity to grow and prosper in the physical as well as the spiritual. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also plead the same blood of Jesus, that blood that has won all victories over every member that is part of this prayer meeting, this praying family, and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group and all those that we are praying for. We draw a bloodline by that blood, declaring it a hedge of defense around each of these. That every force of wickedness that comes against it be judged by the fire of heaven. Their plans be destroyed in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I declare divine exemption and angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus over these, your people, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We also proclaim the power in our word. We herald that power by proclaiming your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day, spoken under an open heaven, Lord, we declare. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it in when we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, <clears throat> for you have given us life on our tongue. And we speak life into every situation, into every circumstance, even dead bones in our life. Thank you, Lord. In the last few days, we have reflected on a branch broken withers off due to sin. And the only way back is through repentance where it can be grafted back into the Father. That is through repentance. In fact, repentance is an important kingdom principle. It is the most important one because this is what defeats Satan's attack outright. The Bible says in 
Psalm 51 verse 17. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart God will not despise. So when we know that a broken and a contrite heart he will not despise, we need to make repentance our sacrifice. Repentance is the message the prophets came to preach. Up until John the Baptist as well, as recorded in the last one before Jesus, as recorded in Matthew 3 verse 2. And then Jesus, when he started his ministry, he spoke of that same message. See Matthew 4 verse 17. His very first message he preached was repentance. So why repentance then? Why should we repent? It's because of sin. Sin broke us off from God and brought us under the curse of the law. Sin took us from the image and likeness of God to that of Satan. Sin took us from abundance and the garden of Eden out into having to toil and to live under slavery. Now God is seeking to restore us to that glory. And so he introduced that concept, that system of advantage, of repentance. Whereby we can be freed from sin through Jesus' sacrifice by confessing him as Lord. And so be restored in the kingdom. The most important thing to remember is that this is not available to Satan. That mercy is not available. And it's, the, the way we can achieve it is very simple. You can see Romans 10 verses 9 and 10, which talk about believing with all our heart on Jesus and confessing him as Lord. <clears throat> That is the first step. Now here we need to bear in mind that when we sin, Satan, the accuser, comes to God to bring your case and to remind God of what the law says about the sin that you have committed. The curse that comes with it, the punishment that must go with it. You can find all of those in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15 onwards. You don't need to look at a detailed one that is mentioned by Moses in, in the other places where he talks about his law. A quick summary can be seen in Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 onwards. And God then being the just judge will have to do justice. But he gives us this system of advantage before he can judge. When we repent and confess Jesus, we are covered in his righteousness. Just like the prodigal son, though dirty, when he returned to the father, was covered with the best robe. And it's like putting on the face of Jesus there with that covering of righteousness. So all that God sees is Jesus, the face of Jesus and his righteousness in you. And that is what 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 means. God made him, that is Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When you become that righteousness of God, Satan, the accuser, now has no case because God calls you righteous. And that is the principle behind why we should repent. 
so that we can be saved, so that the onslaught of the enemy stops there. He has no further case against you. Remember that Satan cannot attack you outside of your will. And the best way he can attack you is by identifying you as the one that has made that mistake and therefore let God's law take over and he keeps his hands off and stands back. And so God gives us that system of advantage. Before justice can be served, repent so that you will not be judged. So here are a few things to remember. As I was reflecting on repentance last night, I made a few notes. There are seven points. The first one, repentance is a God-given system for redeeming us. A system we can use to our advantage against the accuser when we are made to feel guilty. It is a gift from God to believers and to Gentiles alike. Many people think that it's only for believers. But if Gentiles are willing to believe and call on his name, the word says that he shall be saved. Every such person shall be saved. Whosoever. Look at Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. Whosoever. Number two, repentance is not part of our nature. By nature, look at Psalm 51. David says, my mother conceived me in sin. We are born in sin. So our nature is sin. We are born with that pride. And we don't easily give it up and repent. We have to be broken and come to the end of ourselves and our capacity in order to give up and to repent. Now that is why repentance is not an emotion. It is a decision that we make. Because it is not part of us. We have to decide. Make up our mind on it. And then give up that ever so precious, ever so dear pride. In favor of surrendering to God and repenting. Number three, sin is continuous in us. Now, this is linked to the one we've just seen. We are born and conceived in sin. So sin, because it is continuous, repentance must also be continuous. It must become an attitude that every Christian must take up. Humbling ourselves before God and resisting the enemy, resisting that tendency to sin. It cannot be a one-off act. We have seen that in our last series as well on the branch. You cannot accept Christ and then stop repenting or continue living in sin. We'd be blocking the grace from reaching us and we'd put ourselves back in that box of judgment. Number four, repentance is not about saying sorry. A lot of us think that if we said sorry, that's it. It's done. Repentance is not about saying sorry. It is about acknowledging our mistake, which is what we've done there by saying sorry, and then recognizing the weakness. Now, it's not about you saying sorry to the other person. It is about you recognizing the weakness within you and then 
what caused it and working with God, making a decision not to go back to it anymore. It is renouncing our nature of sin to take on the nature, the character of Jesus. That is the opposite end of that sin nature. And that is why along with repentance, studying the word becomes important. For if you do not know what his nature is, how will you take it up? We must commit to that transformation. Only then is our repentance complete. Number five, repentance deals with not only the fruit of sin, but the root cause of it. Which is why we said in the previous point, it is not enough and it is not about saying sorry. We must get rid of the cause. If you've noticed weeds around your house, for example, just a classic example there. A weed that is not killed down to the root will regrow itself. In the initial spraying of the herbicides, the weed killers, if only the, if only the leaves or the branches on top are sprayed and they die, as long as the root still sustains, it will regrow new branches and new leaves. And that is how sin works as well in our life. If we do not eliminate it completely, it comes back. And that is why through repentance, that constant attitude of repentance that we've been talking about, a continuous process, we need to cut it off from the root completely. And just as James 4 verse 7 says, you submit to God, you keep resisting the enemy, keep resisting the devil until he's gone. Until the tendency or the attraction for that sin in your life is completely removed. Number six, when we sin, we sin against God and against men. And so when we repent, it must be towards both. It can't only be one of them. Repentance may have to be public and not necessarily only personal. And repentance involves asking for forgiveness as well as forgiving others too. So when we are praying the Lord's Prayer and saying, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, we must mean those words that we say in that prayer there. Otherwise, that prayer has no value. And when you say mean those words, you have to take that action. If we have not forgiven someone, we need to step out and forgive. If we have not asked for forgiveness, we need to step out and forgive. Without that, repentance is not complete. Faith plus action. Otherwise, faith without action is dead. It's the same with repentance. And number seven, the last one. Repentance is acceptable to God even at the last moment of our life. Just like Jesus offered salvation to the robber who was crucified beside him that asked for mercy. 
God gives us that last open door, even in our dying moments, it is a choice that we must make. He will not force it onto us. He will respect our will. But he still gives us that choice, that system of advantage, even in those last moments. And so when we are made to feel guilty or burdened, loaded under sin, pressed down, then this is the principle we must use to our advantage. As James captured it in 4, James 4 verse 10, and then Peter in 1 Peter 5 verse 6, and they both say the same thing. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Repentance is part of that humbling. And then, when we fulfill the first part on our end, he fulfills the second part. We humble ourselves. He does his part. He lifts us up in due time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each of us to receive that grace, to let go of all that we are holding on to by way of sin, by way of unforgiveness, by way of our very secret sins, things that we have done in our life that only we know about. But at this day, you give us that realization of it being a mistake. I ask for that grace, Father, to let it go, to repent of it, and then not return back to it, to take all our measures to forgive and to ask forgiveness. All that is required in order to complete that cycle of repentance there. Believing then that when we do our part to repent, you are ever willing to forgive and raise us up. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord, each of us. And everyone that we are praying for as well. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. <clears throat> for all requests for healing that have been made on our prayer group, Father, we come in agreement with every prayer that is made around those. We declare healing we lose your precious blood, Jesus, over those lives so that through your mercy and grace they are forgiven their sins and you heal not only them but their land. We thank you, Father. We pray for all families that are in battle that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially prayerlessness, poverty, all kinds of addictions, mental compulsive behaviors, mental disorders. Anything that keeps your people yoked and under slavery, Father, we come against it in the name of Jesus. <coughs> we declare freedom, we declare liberty by your yoke-breaking anointing over these lives, Lord. Let that anointing touch their lives. Let their hearts be quickened and they be drawn towards you, Lord. We ask for that grace of repentance and surrender to you, Father. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. 
and in a special way for all those that are not yet saved. Quicken them, O Lord, that they might call on your name and shall be delivered. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer and our faith under an open heaven, making it our prayer of agreement in the spirit, one with your spirit. That prayer made in accordance with your will, your word. You will always hear it. And that prayer can only be manifest back as an answered prayer. This is our faith. We believe that we have received the answer, Father. And we now release our faith as our prayer of agreement in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your faith in your tongue, unmute your mic. Take that step in boldness and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakadia, 
Zedekiah in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. We release our faith, Lord. We say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Ecclesiastes 5, verses 1 and 2. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near, to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you upon the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, where it is written, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As part of this reflection, I would also encourage each one to reflect on Psalm 51. That is a prayer of sin purification that was made by David when he committed sin with Bathsheba. So that was his prayer of repentance and mercy, asking for mercy. Very directly connected with our topic of today. So if you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on all our channels, you can use any of those channels that you would normally use there. It's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. There's also our uh, Telegram platform and you can share that reflection with um, your family and your friends. Also, heads up about our Bible study topic this Friday. It will be on the kingdom principle of sowing and reaping. We will learn how to use that principle for our physical and spiritual prosperity as well. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.